Welcome to Found in Translation, a weekly-ish exploration of one fellow's translation of the Christian scriptures, one chapter or so at a time. I'm Brandon Rhodes, and across the internet for me is the translator himself, Brandon Johnson. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Good to see you this fine morning. Yeah, good to see you. It's nice to keep wading through Galatians. This is uh, this is like almost the calm before the storm. There's a steady buildup, and then I feel like next week's episode is yeah. going to be a bit more fisticuffs. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's where it all gets uh, real dense real fast. Yeah, yeah, it gets it gets yeah. linguistically tangled this week. Right. Uh, yeah. Paul seems to be a little over-caffeinated. He could be. At yeah, times. Or drunk, or both. Yeah, it's, well, it's only nine in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for those of you who joining in we are going to be talking about galatians chapter two uh we are going to cover a few ideas uh first we're going to talk about this idea of people who were trusted versus influential people along with kind of the sense of like god not having partiality in verse six and then way down towards the, the end of the chapter we're going to focus spend a lot of time on verses 15 and 16 where he's getting a bit more less storytelling and a bit more, well, I guess, theological storytelling, uh, looking at this language of deviators from other ethnicities instead of Gentile sinners. And then we're going to spend a lot of time talking about considered just versus justified versus other options there uh, around being considered just because of actions from Torah versus faithfulness of Christ. There's a few ideas in there that we're going to like really circle back around a lot more next week but this will be the sort of foray so 15 16 and 17. so um if you haven't had a chance to read brandon's translation uh for those of you joining with video we have a translation link uh, uh on the side or bottom depends on what, <laughs> what app you're using there uh so you can hit pause and read that there uh, if you're listening as a podcast, it's in the episode notes, a link to the Google Doc and mobile-friendly PDF. Uh, for those of you, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, hit pause, and give it a read. Hey, everybody. Welcome in on verse 2. We're going to be looking at um, uh, people who were trusted, right? You want to give it a read? Sure. Let's see. I'll start with verse 1 here. Just to give yeah, it makes some context. Mm -hmm. Then after the course of 14 years, I went up to Jerusalem again with Barnabas, taking Titus along with us too. I went up there for the purpose of revelation, and I laid out for them the triumphant message that I announced among all peoples, but privately with people who were trusted, so that maybe I would not race or had not raced for nothing. Hmm. So what makes that a, a meaningful translation shift from people who were trusted? It's usually what influential people or some variant of that. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, normally it's like, yeah, influential people or something that has to do with kind of high status um, in some mm -hmm. way. And um, 
I'm going to see what NET does with it here. Sure. Um, yeah, influential people is how they do it. But the word there is dakeo, which is like to seem or to think. Um, and it's even uh, related to dakse, like traditionally glory. It's like how something appears with a kind of a high reputation. Mm-hmm. Um praiseworthy so mm. it, it's not just like i wanted to talk to the people who could who had the most influence in the sense of like most power and privilege because that's how i would like get the most numbers right right it wasn't like strategic as a power play um it's the people that other people looked at and seemed trustworthy praiseworthy like people who were trusted in the community the leaders who had influence but because uh, of them seeming worthy really you know the high yeah. character you know mm-hmm. and that that shifts it it's not about a, a savvy business move <laughs> sure it's, it's about connecting with the people that he could trust that the community trusted and like talking mm-hmm. about it with the, with the right people hmm. and the, the, the context fills that in. If you go down later, it's talking about, there are people who have infiltrated who are like pretending or hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to the people that, that he knew were genuine and hmm. could be trusted and not to those who were like nominal and, and in it for themselves. Yeah. Why do you think uh, conventional translations err on the side of something more like influential people? Uh, I mean, with most of our widely used translations coming from an evangelical tradition, I think there's just like that business savvy that we got to get it, get as many, a widest distribution list possible. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. just built into how we read everything in evangelical tradition. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not that it's totally incorrect. It's just, it doesn't seem like it makes the most sense in this context, if you're looking at everything and at the deeper meaning of the words there, but. Yeah. Cause he, you're, that context is helpful for me in understand appreciating this shift that you, that you brought. Like, mm-hmm. There are these folks coming in saying you do kind of, you have to ethnically convert to be part of, to Judaism, to be part of the Jewish Messiah, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Paul's insistence is no, 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 no. This is a post-national pan-national kind of uh, humanity. And the people I can trust are the people who get that, that the Jewish Messiah is now the world's Lord Mm -hmm. and that uh, ethnic cultural conversion is anathema to the gospel, to the triumphant message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which anathema being used in the previous chapter here is a good, oh. good callback. <laughs> I did not even know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, along with this is this theme of um, what in verse six, uh, God does not show uh partiality is the typical translation mm-hmm. yeah it's literally like 
doesn't pay attention to the face or really yeah well i struggle with eye contact is i am i like god then (laughs) yeah well and then like face is also the same word as mask um and it gets used as like essentially like social status or role in the community and so there's this sense of god doesn't um show preference for people with privilege and status Mm -hmm. for the public figures for celebrities um or whatever it is that that gives you social esteem and and warrants like if you have like reverend doctor ahead of your name or you're a male mm -hmm. or you're white or you're straight or whatever right yeah and this this wording of people either giving preference for people with the the faces the the important faces um shows up throughout the new testament Mm -hmm. um jesus the the jewish authorities the judean authorities try to flatter jesus and saying we know that you don't do that um in matthew (laughs) and then try to trap him um with i think it was with uh, like taxes paying taxes to caesar thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's essentially saying we know that you're going to be genuine and honest instead of like saying whatever the people with power want to hear yeah and then jesus does the opposite basically and says like sides with the poor and the marginalized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's what it's talking about here too is that sense mm-hmm. of giving preference to the people with power, the people with status. So yeah, God does not take a person's status into consideration. Yeah, in the context of this verse, however, none of those who were trusted, whatever they had formerly been, carried no, carries no weight for me. God does not take a person's status into consideration. Those who were tr- trusted did not make any additions to what I had laid out for them. Like, what they were saying is, yeah, if you want to have authority, like, look, we are circumcised. We, <laughs> and we believe you have, which is a, like, um, it's a metonym or it's a, it, it's, it stands for cultural conversion. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that and, was, and, I mean, that's and, from back to Genesis is like to be part of the family of Abraham, even yeah. by marriage, he had to become circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul's argument is, Hey, uh, a new day has dawned, uh, new thing, <laughs> new stuff has come to light. Mm-hmm. And um, the way God is, the same God is relating to all people is not one that involves um, you needing to culturally conform. Right. Culturally conform or really jump through any hoops, like belonging comes first. Yeah, and behavior modification built around. Well, I guess like what we said at the, what I said at the, in the introductory episode, is that Galatians is substantially about the question of what do you do about the path and the past and the tradition that got you to where you're at when it did mm-hmm. good and certain ways of holding it are now doing harm in light of the new world you're in, right? And that's what's going on with these. Um, yeah uh, uh, cultural supremacists in some ways right and it's not that these like rituals or 
ceremonies or expectations are bad in them of themselves mm-hmm. um, it's requiring them as a test for belonging is a problem yeah uh, it could be it has been easy for many um, interpreters over the years to read Galatians or a lot of Paul as a fundamentally anti-Jewish right. uh, set of texts which right. is like so wildly far from I how I read him anyway. Um, I can very much no. see how people read. I mean, he's Jewish. He is Jewish. And he's about to say some like really arcane in-house, super geeky Jewish things from the Jewish scriptures um, mm-hmm. to make his point that um, <laughs> about, about cultural conversion and conformity. Yeah. Like he's drawing from that tradition. He is, and he doesn't like talk shit about it. Mm-mm. It's it's um, supremacism around it that um, he won't suffer. Right. right. Yeah, it makes me think of um, I don't, it's actually in Galatians. I'm getting confused now where where things are found. Mm-hmm. Um, but it talks about like not having to do the new moon festivals and and all that Uh like people are making that a requirement for you and it's like these are not bad things these are not like pagan rituals these are jewish religious ceremonies that have been commanded in scripture yeah yeah right and so but he's saying he's not saying don't do them he's saying don't let people tell you that because you're not following them just so that you that you're not belonging that you're not in yeah and so for Paul, uh, it's not about influential people. It's about like who, the people I can trust are the people who get that the triumphant message, mm-hmm. uh, the gospel of what God did through Jesus is this like pan-national thing. Like later on, we're going to see what is it? Chapter five. Um, there's, he lists off these binaries. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. Mm-hmm. Arian Scythian, like there's new creation. We're all in Christ. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. a new thing happening, and the old binaries are not determinative of the kind of holy belonging that we have. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So he he then talks. <laughs> uh, he tells a bit of a, a story about like, hey, these guys came and uh, Peter, you know, you remember Peter? He was doing some weird stuff. He was being all groovy with the uh, the non, non-Jewish people. And then the guys who were like, yeah, no, he seems you got to get totally it, convert. Right? Like, What's that? Yeah. Like, like Peter seemed to get it. Like he was doing great. He was doing what we're talking about here. Um, yeah, he seems like uh, trustworthy. <laughs> right. And then peer pressure shows up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Not, not mi- mixing with these <laughs> reprobates or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Paul's kind of like slaps him <laughs> verbally. Yeah. Uh, pretty aggressively. Yeah. Give him a God smack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Through verse 14. Uh, 
Yeah, when, he, when I saw they weren't walking in line with the truth of the triumphant message, I said to Cephas in front of everyone, if you are a Jew adhering to foreign presuppositions and certainly not living like a Jew, how can you require people of other ethnicities to become Jewish? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, geez, that right there should be the revelation to readers that j- the central question in Galatians is not, do you earn your belonging or do you have a cognitive assent to it? Faith versus works is not what this is about at all. Right. He's talking about how can you require it of other people? Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and our just automatic reading, like we talked about before, is uh-huh. all from the Reformation and Martin Luther's context of reading Galatians and being like, Oh, there's like the indulgences crap that we're doing and all this other stuff that's like just left over from Middle Ages Catholicism is nonsense. And it's not about like, I have to do all the right things in order to go to heaven when I die, right? Like it's, it's, we just like are faithful to Christ and and we're good. Like that's, we belong, right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, yes, there's nothing you can do to earn God's love. Fine and well, profound, incredibly revelatory in a lot of important ways. Subversive in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was an important revelation for the time. Yes, yeah, and and can be now. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you want to know that you are saved, you must be, you must go to conversion therapy or you must, like whatever it is that people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is nothing you no cleaning your act up or socially convert culturally converting it's just miss <laughs> one it, it's not the question that they're talking about in the text here right two the question that is being asked and the response that's being given is so transformatively <laughs> aggressively revolutionary to our mm-hmm. sense of security like what we think local membership in a congregation or in christ means and looks like Paul had like, that's the question. This is a very horizontal question. What is your social belonging in Christ? Not the vertical and the like afterlife question. Right. And when you let Galatians like start doing the work on the boundaries and binaries that hold us captive, there's some power that can come forth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, much more than just like, did you say the right prayer? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now you're good. Mm-hmm. So let's get let's get into verses 15 and 16 and that whole mm-hmm. flowing paragraph. Yeah. Go for it, sir. Okay. I'll read the first, yeah, 15 through 17 here. Great. And talk about it. We are Jews by birth and not deviators from other ethnicities. Then, since we know that a person is not considered just because of actions from Torah, but instead through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, we committed to faithfulness to Jesus Christ so that we could be considered just because of the faithfulness of Christ and not because of actions from Torah, since nobody will be considered just because of actions from Torah. So, If, as we are seeking to be just with Christ, we have also found ourselves to be deviators, is Christ a servant of deviation 
It could never happen. Lord. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Oh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, first thing that shows up here is we're not deviators from other ethnicities. And uh, typical translation is something along the lines of uh, Gentile sinners. Mm -hmm. Why change that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a few reasons. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how much time do we have? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've talked before, but I don't know if we have in Galatians yet about Gentiles versus people groups, ethnicities. Mm -hmm. It's the Greek word ethnos, where we get the English word ethnicity, um, hmm. which doesn't, you know, just because it's the shared etymology doesn't necessarily mean that's the always the right word, but, but it is here. Like it's, it's talking about um, people who are not Jewish, other ethnicity, other people groups, um, and not a discrete huh. category. Like yeah. the word gen the word ethnos doesn't automatically mean non-Jewish in Greek. So like in John, for instance, Pilate uses it about the Jews. Like that's the ethnos he's talking about. It yeah. just means a people group. And mm -hmm. typically when Jewish uh, figures in scripture are using it, they're talking about other people groups. Mm -hmm. But that's not inherently what the word means. Um and so, yeah, just that to have a whole discrete word of everyone who, everyone else who's not Jewish, like that sets up a really weird binary mm -hmm. um, that just doesn't need to be there. It doesn't add anything. And so there's a whole history of how it, it came to be. And I, don't, I think it's totally unnecessary and just does weird things when you start mm -hmm. thinking about it like that. Um. Yeah, we're we're stepping into this like this linguistic binary that was you know it's a very important social binary for people at that time, mm -hmm. and so I, I don't know. I think saying Gentiles or like almost capitalizing it, making it a technical term, like it is. It was something like that then, but what you're doing is surfacing the plainer meaning of it, which is like people from other ethnicities. <laughs> Yeah, and there is something about it, too, of the point isn't are you Jewish or not, per se. I mean, that, that is what they're talking about right here, but uh, yeah. the point is, are they a people group other than the person reading this? Yes. Uh, so this could apply to any reader of Galatians. Mm-hmm. How are you relating to people who don't fit your categories, who aren't the same as you? Yeah, lean into that that way of framing it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and so then the other question, the other word there is Gentile sinners. Right. You, you've already done a lot of work to make sure that that's, we're just going to switch over to the metaphor of deviation. Right, which is what like it means. Like there's this whole... <laughs> Which that's what sin or hamartia, that's what hamartia means, the Greek word that is usually translated as sin. And then sin, I think we've talked about this before. What does sin mean, Brandon? Like there's a sense of like, I don't know, uh, just bad, bad behavior, I think, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not no what it means. It could include 
some bad behavior, right? Like that's that's not opposed to that, but that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, in Matthew, it talks about people with a hemorrhage and people who are not Jewish and people who, uh, a girl who died, like being saved from their deviation, being, being having their sins forgiven for them like their status um, their social status is just like lopped in as sinners deviators it's not it doesn't mean they broke the rules like the woman with a hemorrhage it's not like well the conventional framing of this in um, western christianity has been sinner is code for category of people which is everybody because of original sin who are marked with an incorrigible disposition <laughs> towards bullshit. And we are, we're fun. We are born rule breakers mm-hmm. and therefore there's like the holy and everybody else who are the sinners who haven't been forgiven yet. Mm-hmm. And so right. you're just saying that's hang yeah. on. <laughs> Right. Let's back all of that up. Like, yeah. So forgiveness is not for the person for having broken a rule. It means it literally means something like letting go or sending away. And it's never about the person. It's about the deviation about a debt or whatever. The sins are forgiven, not the sinner as it were. Right. Right. And it's not about forgiveness. Like, okay, I won't be mad at you anymore. I'll, I'll, it's, forgiveness like debt forgiveness it's like i'm dismissing i'm letting mm-hmm. it go i'm not laying claim to it anymore mm-hmm. um wow and then the sense of deviation like the reason i'm using that word is because it that's literally it means it's like going off course going off trajectory like torah comes from the word for like throw or shoot an arrow um Hamartia is an archery term for missing the target. Yeah. And so essentially Hamartia deviation is not being aligned with the target with Torah as it's paving the way toward the target. You're hmm. missing the target because you're not aligned with Torah. Mm-hmm. And the point isn't Torah. The point is to hit this target, which is inclusion of everybody peace between everybody life mm-hmm. for everybody new creation right that that's all the target yeah yeah being fully human together and the point of torah is to kind of trace the line of how to get there yeah trace the path and so you're mm-hmm. deviating from the path that torah mm-hmm. traces out um and I think here, the specifically, instead of Gentile sinners, it's deviators from other ethnicities because they don't have Torah, honestly, to, to show them the path. And so they're mm-hmm. kind of assuming that anyone that doesn't have the instruction that God gives in Torah doesn't know where, where the path is. <laughs> yeah. So we're Jews by birth. We have this information. So what is the problem, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that's that's where what it's getting at. Hmm. Hmm. And then so flowing into verses 16 and 17, 
-hmm. we're getting more into this language of, um, well, how do you know, how do you know somebody is, um, part of the beloved community? That's the question. Yeah. And the Paul's antagonists in Galatia would say, well, the boys have had some genital ritual going on. (laughs) They're circumcised. Genital mutilation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how we know who's, who's in. Now I'm, I'm tipping my hand here and and bending, (laughs) setting up my arguments, which is, um, that sense of belonging or being part of a people, um, is kind of, is my understanding of what's going on with what you have as, um, considered just or what uh, conventional translations would say are justified. Mm-hmm. Right. Why did you shift from are justified to considered just? Um, partly because of just how that word justified has come to be used, not only in the church, but even in the like broader culture. It's like, I'm justifying my actions. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you an excuse for why it was okay. Like it's it's not about being right or okay or yeah, it's people it is, pleasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really the the dikaios word or this is the verb form of it for being considered just or made just is kind of the opposite of deviation where deviation is going off course this word just has to do with being aligned with the path that torah traces out Um, Mm -hmm. so even if you think about it in your word processing software and you can have margin uh, alignment you have left alignment center alignment right alignment or justified alignment is straight on both sides Mm mm-hmm that's what it's talking about it's being like following a straight line is what this word means like very literally um and it's being used kind of metaphorically consistently throughout scripture just Mm -hmm. like hamartia deviation sin is being used as a metaphor consistently throughout scripture for not following the path Mm -hmm. just righteous just justification all this is about going ahead and following the path, being aligned with it. And it's the same word that's elsewhere used, like the the way it can be cognated, the way it can be spelled differently, (laughs) Uh, is elsewhere translated by you and others, but more by others, like the word righteousness Mm -hmm. and um, justice. Right. And even righteousness is Mm -hmm. also connected to that, like, right angles being straight line angles it's all related yeah at that at that root um sense of it i think the way these words have what they've come to mean is like righteousness is god's non-sinfulness and god's whatever like you being it's a Mm -hmm. it's a moral quality um that sort of validates that you're in in some ways Right. You're like, because right. it's again, the question is still not 
the vertical. The question is not, are you um, in a state of forgiveness? Right. Yeah. And, it's not the assumed question heaven. isn't, am I good enough to go to heaven? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the question. Yeah. It's what was, what do you think the question is? Uh, do I belong in the community, mm, the community mm -hmm. of the people of God? Yeah. And that is why <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll argue. Um, when I was doing uh, Lectio Cascadia, the uh, podcast for a year, year and a half there, um, I'm going to bring it back up later this year. Mm -hmm. um, I would paraphrase that um, Greek word as um, something along the lines of holy belonging or having holy belonging. Mm -hmm. It's a way of saying, am I in the covenant community? Am I in the... Um, Am I part? Of, am I grafted into this story and this people, and mm -hmm. and with this God? Am I bound to and with this God? So it allows this like flexibility, um, while in in this place really centering the that question of s social belonging, because so often mm -hmm. when Paul is getting into language of righteousness and justification and other translations, he's talking about these questions of. Um, Jew and Gentile fitting together and being one new p person together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's what I would use just because I'm taking a little bit more literal approach yeah. than that. Yeah. But it, it, the meaning fits. Like I was, even as you were talking, I was like, well, but I mean, belonging, you could, you could belong to something very, very far from yeah. Torah, from the path. It's something that's much closer to deviation, right? You could totally yeah. belong to a group that's all about that. Um, like Congress, mm. for instance, uh, you know, like just whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but adding the word holy on there, that, that sense of being dedicated for sacred purposes, yeah. belonging to the community that is dedicated for sacred purposes, that community that is traveling along the path towards new creation, Okay. Yeah. 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 That works. May I read those two, uh, a couple of those verses with that in there and sure. see how it feels? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then, since we know that a person does not have holy belonging because of actions from Torah, but instead through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, we committed to faithfulness to Christ Jesus so that we could have holy belonging because of the faithfulness of Christ and not because of the actions from Torah, since no one has that holy belonging because of actions of Torah. So if we are seeking holy belonging with Christ, we have to, we have also found ourselves to be deviators. What? Oh my God. I, so if, as we are seeking yeah, the <laughs> holy belonging with Christ, yeah, yeah. We have found ourselves, uh, to be deviators, is Christ a serving of deviation? It could never happen. Yeah, it just holds that the, the, the question like that. It allows for, I think, the flow of what was happening with Peter, the Peter story. Like, how can you say that they belong and you, you belong and they don't if, <laughs> if, right. you're, if, this is, if this is how you're behaving with them? Right. Yeah, you're creating separations 
hostilities tiered belonging yeah and that's the whole point is that i mean tipping my hat a little bit to the next chapter but uh the blessing of abraham for all nations through that's the people right. descended from abraham not just one small branch of that mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well we have time for one final insider observation anything else that we missed in chapter two that you want to nod to I think, you know, just even in that same section here, we have uh, in 18, the commitment to, this is about breaking rules in most other translations. You know, I myself am someone who breaks the laws, you know, is kind of the the thrust of most other translations there. The word is like very, like, it's another like path metaphor. It's someone who sidesteps, like someone who like steps off the path. Yeah deviates it's it's a very physical metaphor there of, of walking sideways going around what we know is the truth that all people belong yes and are welcome without having to follow any particular rituals mm-hmm. so, yeah i love how consistent yeah. that metaphor is when once it's revealed and i mean not, what a clear revealing of why the early church was called the way mm-hmm. it was like because yeah. that was their metaphor they were named their metaphor <laughs> right yeah the way in the sense of like a path or a road like that's yeah. that's what that means and it's the people who are walking it together mm-hmm. and thank you everybody for walking this leg of the journey together <laughs> uh we are as always thankful for your company The easiest way to support Found in Translation is to leave us a rating or a review on whatever app or player or website you've been enjoying this on. It makes it easier for more people to find the show. The second best way to support the show is to become a sponsor for just $5 a month. When you do that, you get comment access on the translations Google Doc and the satisfaction that you are supporting exceptionally nerdy, independent media. You can find the link to join the community in the show notes. The music you're listening to is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. And the translation was produced by Perry FM on Chinook land. Goodbye, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Bye, everybody. <laughs>